Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Just to update you all, I am in Facebook jail again for 30 days um, for posting about the Second Amendment. So I will be in the clinker. So I will not be able to message, comment, like, post, except when I'm posting ninja style like I am right now through um, through my way I found out how to do that. Still, you guys get my lives. But uh, but yeah, I'm in Facebook jail for another 30 days, and uh, it's just the nature of this beast. But hey, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to continue to give you up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information, no matter how I need to do it. But that is what's going on right now, just so you all are aware of. Um, I will be in jail for the next 30 days, Facebook jail, that is. Um, but I will do my best to continue to give you this information. Okay, so let's talk real quick today. It's going to be a quick live. I just have a couple of things I want to go over um, with, especially with what the governor's doing again. She is uh, literally the gift that keeps on giving. I've said that time and time again. She continues to be in political mode from here on out. She's going to be playing politics um, because she knows what she has done over this past year and a half has hammered Michigan into the ground, um, into the hole, as we say. But she continues to play politics and which is I'm going to bring something to everybody's attention tonight with regarding the hospital capacity. Right. Um, and she is crickets about this, which she was very outspoken here in the beginning. So I am going to show you guys everything I've been tracking. But let's get to what she did uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, Whitmer reinstates the prevailing wage and move that draws GOP opposition. So let's talk about this. She's ruling unilaterally. She's bypassing the legislature and she's issued another executive order. So Governor Gretchen Whitmer ordered Thursday that contractors on state projects pay union rates for state construction projects in a move that would override the Republican controlled legislature's 2018 repeal of Michigan's prevailing wage law. By reinstating prevailing wage, we are ensuring that working people get treated with dignity and respect, which starts with a fair wage, Whitmer said in a news release time to coincide with a Lansing event in which she was joined by area union leaders. The move obviously drew swift opposition from Republicans and promised legal challenge from the Lansing-based Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan, which represents many, many, many non-union contractors and strongly opposes the requirement. Whitmer issued an executive order and cited the state's authority under the Management and Budget Act. That law gives the Department of Management, Technology, and Budget Authority to set contract terms that benefit the state. It's not benefiting the state. It's benefiting union workers who she's trying to win over, and she's playing petty politics because she is not allowing them to work on line five, right? So she is just playing politics now. So this is not good for the state because if it was – good for the state, then you would get union workers back to work on line five. And guess what? If you were in the best interest of the state, you would get line five up and operational, but you are not. She is again playing politics, folks. It's the unfortunate part of this game. It's going to drive up um, costs to us taxpayers as she gives a handout to unions. Um, it's just another example of many that she is ruling unilaterally and sidestepping the legislature, um, which she has proven time and time again that she wants to rule as a dictator and not a um, elected official, a public servant who is supposed to be representing all of Michigan, not just um, petty politics um, that she continues to play. So again, just another 
another example of many on why she needs to go. And she is going to be a one-term governor, especially if I have anything to do about it. Okay. Uh, we have a meet and greet tomorrow at Yoder's Country Market um, in Centerville, Michigan uh, from 11 to 1 p.m. I will be there answering questions, um, talking with all of you. I'll do a little speech, but they will have petitions all day. We're finishing that up, folks. We're hammering down. We're getting the, the petitions done for the ballot petition, right, to get me on the ballot, along with the Unlock 2 Michigan petition that is getting circulated right now so people can sign that um, so we can stop the endless state of emergency with the health department and get some control back into our state. So obviously a lot going on. So let's talk about the hospital data that I've been tracking. For a very long time. And it's funny, you're not hearing about this at all. You're not hearing about this in the media. Um, they're going to fire their workforce here, um, a part of it, for people who are not going to go through with the medical procedure, because um, we are for medical freedom, obviously. So they are going to fire. So they're not even firing people yet, but it's coming soon. So let's talk about hospital capacity, because remember, from the beginning, it was the flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm the hospital system. I checked this morning, and our hospital capacity is at the worst it's been. Worst. Worst since, I think, throughout the entire pandemic, folks. It is at 83 total percent capacity. The second worst since I've been tracking was 80 percent total capacity on April 11th. We have 29 over 90 percent capacity, excuse me. And we haven't ever been that high since I've been tracking. So 29 of our hospitals are over 90%, and there's two at 100%, which is that's been kind of like hovering around two or three. It got up to six at 100% at one time. But we are at 83% total capacity for the entire state. And we hear nothing on this narrative, which is interesting, right? So what's going to happen is unfortunately, if you are going to michigancharts.com, there is somebody there who's been tracking this data. I strongly encourage you to go there and look at this data as he has been tracking all sorts of data throughout this so-called pandemic. And if you looked at the trend of last year in deaths um, and then this year's deaths, it's following the exact same trend. And last year we didn't have the medical procedure and this year we do. And they're, they're saying that the, if you get the medical procedure, then your risk of dying goes astronomically down. Um, in the state of Michigan, since we've been tracking, I haven't seen that correlation yet. However, according to last year's data, deaths start getting really, really high around cold and flu season, right? That's going to happen in November. So if it continues to follow that line, there are going to be a lot of people that die in November. And then we're going to see what the result of having a majority, or not even a majority, I would say some people um, that have chosen to do this medical procedure. So I'm still waiting on that data. But if you go to michigancharts.com, you're going to see it, that it's following the same projections almost exactly than what it was last year with deaths in the state of Michigan. So that's going to be very interesting, especially at our hospital capacity right now. They're going to fire some workers, which you can't fire anybody right now because the hospital capacity is horrible, but they're still going to do it. So that means that people that truly need hospital care are they going to receive it, whether they have cancer, heart disease, heart attack, um, emergency situations, like with car crashes, anything like that, accidents? So that's that's what's going to be so concerning, because if you have the best interest of the state, why the heck are you going to be firing any of your health care heroes from last year, this year's villains, right? Why would you do that right now? If anything, you'd be like, hey, look, we need every man and woman available right now to work because our hospitals are starting to get overwhelmed. But they're not talking about that. Where are you at, governor? 
Why aren't you talking about the hospital capacity right now? Why aren't you going out and telling all of these people to stop firing these workers because we're going to need them, especially if you look at the trend last year, you need to have some foresight and say, you know what, we shouldn't be doing this right now. Let's hold off until we can get this under control to lower our hospital capacity so we can get through the cold and flu season that's a, that's upon us. Because if you look at last year's statistics and data, right, you're going to see that the deaths went up way high in November. We're a month away. You heard it here. And guess who they're going to blame, right? All of you who have chosen not to do it. Your choice, right? <laughs> you heard it here. You can already see the narrative playing out in the United States, folks. So that's what I'm seeing. And that's why I'm on here right now giving you this up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information so you can be empowered with your decision-making. But again, our hospital capacity is at the worst. It's been 83% total, 29 over 90% capacity. And I'm just looking at my data to make sure I'm telling you the truth. The next was all the way back in November of last year, we had 22 over 90%, and it was only at 75% total capacity, which if you remember at the end of November, that's when she locked down our restaurants at 25% capacity with the 10 p.m. curfew. And she said she was following the science and the data, even though all the other states in the union were starting to open up and there wasn't no COVID hell upon us. Her reasoning was to not overwhelm the hospital system. And so that's why she did that and weaponized the health department to do that. So why are we hearing crickets from our own health department when the hospital capacity is almost 10% higher than what it was when they brought down the hammer to these restaurants and kids? So you're not following any of the science and data. You're following what's called political science and polling data, which you've been doing this entire time. And now I'm here to call out your clown show, which I'm going to do on the debate stage once we win the primary, folks. Unbelievable. All right. So I want to give you that information today. Share this. I'm being censored. I'm in Facebook jail. I need you to share this information out. So please share this information um, out on your platforms. It's also on Rumble. Um, that's going to be uploaded here 30 minutes from now. You can have that link. Make sure that you share them on Telegram. You know, get this information out so people can be aware of what's going on and really be aware of what she has done and what she continues to do. I mean, she literally, literally is just playing politics right now because she knows her job is in trouble. And we, the people, if we have anything to do with it, she will be a one hit term governor and she will be out of here. And then we can work together as we, the people, to fix the state. How about you open up line five? Right. Let's get these unions back to work and quit playing garbage politics and start doing what's right for the good of the people. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan and God bless these United States. I will talk to you all soon. Share this video. Have a great day. Goodbye, folks.